have the PowerPoint on. Yes, there we go. So, first we'll have a short quiz. So, could anyone name that game? Midas. Yes. So.
Right. So as I was listening to Nathan just then, I think there's one point that he makes that is really, really easy to skip over, to forget about. And that's this image of Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us, coming into his city, Jerusalem, the holy city, on a cult. And if you could just take a moment to think about what that really means. This is, this is God's, in human form, coming into his city. The being who, at his word, all of these earthly kings that Nathan talks about, everything they've ever accomplished or aimed to accomplish would just fall. And he comes into his own city on what was before an unridden cult. Oh, sorry a second, I've just brought the wrong notes. There we are. <laughs> <laughs> Not too bad, but right, there we are. There we are, the correct notes. Right, where were we? <laughs> um, that's, that's better. So, now I've got that done. Um, what, but what does, that, what does this really mean? It's so difficult to understand. And I think in order to do so, we have to look back, back to a time before we, knew, we know Jesus quite in the same light back when John is preaching in the wilderness. And he goes around, we see in Matthew 3, saying, repent, for the kingdom of God has come near. What does that mean? What, what is the kingdom of God? What is the kingdom of heaven? And I think before we go any further, we have to establish quite clearly what a kingdom is in its own right. I suppose it's, it's the area over which a monarch claims sovereignty, claims their own power. So, while God is omnipotent and could take anything back to his own, he chooses not to. He's too gentle, he is too kind. While he has the power over everything, he chooses not to exert it. And so, his kingdom, as it stands at the moment, can only really be seen in us, in what we give back to him. And what I found really interesting the other day is at the um, Cap Job Club Mill, which I was helping at, Peter Smith talks about this image um, of Jesus at a door, knocking, calling, coming back into his kingdom, as it were. But the handle was on the inside of the door. We're the ones that must open. We're the ones which must accept this invitation, this invite back into his kingdom that he may then allow himself to truly enter in the truest sense. So that's how we become a part of his kingdom. But what does it look like? And I suppose I can't really tell you that. I'm up here at the front with my own experiences, my own thoughts, and you're all sitting in front of me with your own. I can't tell you what you're going to become through God, what you're supposed to be because you're created individually, as I myself am, by God. So I suppose, in a way, as we grow spiritually, it's almost as though we're coming into our own. We are becoming ourselves. I often find myself, and it sounds very strange when I, when I put, it, put it to you, um, I often find myself praying that I can become more like myself. And I think... For me, that's what acting as part of God's kingdom looks like, coming back into this state that we are created to be in, in harmony with him. <coughs> but if God isn't our king, 
than who is. I think it's very easy for us to convince ourselves that if we're not going to abide by these laws, because, of course, that's one of the other things of being part of a kingdom. If you accept God, if you choose to be a Christian, you abide by his laws. And not, not to please him purely because you want to be a part of it. That's the reason that you do it. But if God isn't our king, we cannot be either. We're created to be led, to be ruled. We're not created for anarchy. So if, if he's not our king, then something else is. Something else is getting between us and him. And that's a very, very real problem and something that all of us struggle with on a regular basis. There's always some kind of idolatry, and that's very dangerous. But there is hope. When we hear John preaching, repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near, you can't help but wonder, how has it already come? He's talking before Jesus has arrived. How has the kingdom of heaven already come near? And what I take from that is he's saying the kingdom of heaven has come near because people are turning, people are repenting. Because to repent isn't what, I don't think it's what we make it out to be nowadays, this kind of denouncing sin and all that kind of thing. It's, it's a change of attitude. It's to turn around, to turn back to God. So when we hear him say, repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near, people are turning People are changing. People are turning back to God. People are allowing themselves to become that person, come to that state which they were created to be in. And I think that's what we've seen over this, this mission, this do you know him. People are turning back to God. And that's a very, very exciting prospect.